Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, anything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, one of the goals of Real Talk with Rajan is also to shine a light on the great things that are happening right here in the Low Country. I'm telling you that we have people in the Low Country that are doing amazing work. We also have people in the Low Country with differing views from the status quo. There are people who you really may not know about who are doing amazing work, who may disagree with you, but are still willing to sit down and have a conversation with you. And tonight, I have a good friend of mine who I do disagree with a lot, but he's my good homeboy, uh, Mr. Shakim Amin Aket. Thank you, brother, for joining me. Yes, I appreciate being here. It's wonderful, man. Real talk with Raison. Wonderful. Hey, we're going to light it up. I got a lot of stuff I got to share. We got some good hardcore topics. Yes, sir. Man, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it raw. Yep. Whether you like it or not, yep. I'm going to give experience, truth, what I dealt with, what I see. We're going to roll. Word, word. So, let's let's get started for those who, 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 who don't know who you are. Sorry. Let me mute that. All right, sorry. For those who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself to the audience. You know, my name is Shaquem Amin Aket. You know, my government name, most, a lot of you know me, is Jonathan. You know, I've been here all my life in the city of North Charleston. Man, I've been an activist for a long time. You know, when I came out of prison, one of the things that I really wanted to do was help my people. The situation I was in, I knew <clears throat> that once I gained the knowledge of self and knowledge of who I was, I knew that there was no turning back. Mm. You know, I got shot six times in an armed robbery, you know, left for dead. I made it out. God brought me through. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The eight and a half years in the penitentiary, it was rough. But I still learned and taught myself how to discipline myself, how to make better decisions. And I was determined not to go back to the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. And I was determined to make a better life for myself. Mm. And last but not least, I knew that there was a duty and an obligation to my community yeah. that I once destroyed and pushed dope and crack in that I had to go back and resurrect the area in the city and just the society that I did a lot of harm in. Mm. Well, that's, that's a lot, man. First of all, thank you for that. Because I think one thing I want to go ahead and start out by saying is there are not enough times that America as a whole takes a point of it to, to, to actually identify the people who do come home rehabilitated with right. a different mindset and with a different outlook on life than they went into it with. My brother, Ricardo Lewis, is a, another right. great example of, of men who did go, you know, commit a crime and go away for that crime that they committed, but came back and to serve their community in a much better way and, and make it a better place than they left it. So, yeah. first of all, commend you for that. Appreciate Big that, commends brother. for that. Now, as far as when you say you do social activism, I want you to go into what that means. Because some people don't know your resume, so I want to build right. that up before we even get right, to the discussion. Right, right, right. Okay, so first and foremost, when I talk about activism, right, I've evolved over a long period of time. And a lot of people have seen my transformation. And some people agree, some people disagree. But it's all basically what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So when I first came on the scene, y'all already know I was, you know, uncompromising, didn't want to hear nothing, straight out bold, hard, uncut, you know, bullhorn, yelling and screaming, 
black power, all of that. Mm -hmm. It's still true to this day, and that's in my heart. However, you always have to do something with a goal. I always tell brothers and sisters now, see the yelling and screaming part is cool because sometimes people don't want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, See, I felt the mayor wasn't listening to me. Mm -hmm. I felt city council wasn't listening to mm -hmm. me. I felt, you know, state officials, local officials, we felt they wasn't listening to me. Mm -hmm. Sean Middleton, I think he's watching. He knows, too. He was in the trenches. DeMar McElveen, Omar Fall was in the trenches. See, when we used to go to meetings, you know, and talk to public officials, they didn't, they didn't really, really want to hear what we had to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it really just frustrated us. So we got in there and we started yelling. Mm -hmm. When Muhia Dean started Black Lives Matter Charleston, we was right there with him, yeah. arm and arm. Yeah. You know, we had our first demonstration. Well, our civil disobedience, we was blocked. We, we blocked the Ravenel Bridge because of the Walter Scott issue. We felt they wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. We blocked the Ravenel Bridge. We blocked City Hall. We did many demonstrations. We blocked roads, blocked bridges. I mean, we was going around Charleston causing civil disobedience mm. because we felt that the police department, not only North Charleston, but the city of Charleston, we felt that the police department was not listening to the grievances that we had. Mm. We felt that it was a rogue department and that nobody wanted to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. So because they didn't want to hear us, we felt that we had to engage in civil disobedience. Uh -huh. That's what we did. So my activism in that, in that uh, perspective mm -hmm. was dealing with no justice, no peace. Right. But it wasn't supposed to stop there, right? Mm -hmm. That's only okay. that's only an avenue that's supposed to be used to springboard you to another phase of activism, right? Mm -hmm. right. So even though the yelling and screaming was good for TV, I had viral views. Y'all saw me; I was in Charlotte mm -hmm. when 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 when, uh, when when Keith Scott got killed. Yeah. Keith Scott was from James Island. A lot of people don't know that. But we went up there. I actually happened to be in Charlotte at the time. But we went up there, bullhorns blazing, no justice, no peace. Mm -hmm. But activism isn't supposed to stop there. Mm. you always supposed to have a goal. So what happens is when I began to develop my ideology and, and, and my vision, a lot of people liked me at that point for being loud, boisterous, outgoing, mm -hmm. You know, uncompromising, mm -hmm. going in the meetings, you know, smashing the mayor, smashing city council. Yeah. They wanted to see that. But just that alone does not provide a solution, right? Mm, right. That's no solution. That is only, see, there's one, there's a different, every activist should understand the difference between agitation and negotiation, mm. right? Okay. So you always got to have an agitator and then you always got to have a negotiator. Okay. All right. Right. So. What happens is when the people who are agitating are agitating for a cause, you still have to have somebody to go in and negotiate on behalf of the agitators yeah. and say, listen, this is their list of demands. This is what they want. Mm -hmm. How can we bring these two to the table and try to find some sort of underlying solution mm -hmm. to the problem? Yeah, yeah. When after Walter Scott happened, if you notice... We kept saying we want a citizens review board. Yes, yes, I remember that. And we wanted the citizens review board to have subpoena power. Mm -hmm. 
And not only did we want it to have subpoena power, we wanted the Citizens Review Board to be made up of community members who were aware of the issues that were happening between the police and the community. So as we began to develop our ideology of the community, uh, the Citizens Review Board, mm -hmm. we reached out to Keith Summit. We reached out to county council members and city council members. We talked about it, and, and, and we espoused our vision of what it was supposed to look like. Uh -huh. We knew that we weren't going to get everything that we demanded, right. but the thing was, we wanted something. Now, there was a Citizens Review Board that was started. We felt at that time it really wasn't enough. Okay. We felt it didn't really have that bite, you know? But at the same time, we was happy to still have an avenue that we could have some sort of insight mm -hmm. over department policies and things that are happening, and we wanted to build a relationship, mm -hmm. uh, a line of communication with law enforcement and city officials. Mm -hmm. So if anything ever happened, we were always there and we could jump on it, or if there were issues, we can basically express what we wanted, what we felt Absolutely. was necessary. Absolutely. Now, once the agitation phase was over with, uh -huh. we began getting into the stage of negotiating. Okay. This is what we want. Now, if y'all know, Muhia Dean had a plan that was actually called From the Block Up. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people didn't understand, we weren't just protesters. Right. It, See, a it lot was supposed of people, to go somewhere. Right. A yeah, lot of people yeah. just thought we were protesters. But we had a goal. We wanted to start, uh, uh, thank you, thank you, youngster, after school programs, mm -hmm. you know, African Liberation Schools. Yep. We wanted to start a, 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 a multimedia franchise. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we wanted to do things like this with media. It, 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 it's, a, it's a larger, it's a larger. A, a, a sphere of influence that we reach when you start designing and developing programs. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we felt like the city or the county, Charleston, North Charleston, they should recycle our tax dollars uh -huh. into Back a lot, right, mm -hmm. into the community. Yeah, yeah. So we, a lot of people were, were just, you know, uh, 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 um, I would say, enamored with the fact that we were yelling and screaming, but then when we got to the phase of sitting down saying, let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. This is what we want. Yeah. You know, we want an after-school program. Uh -huh. They didn't like that because yeah. there's no flashing lights. There's, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. it's no flashing yeah. lights on okay. that, right? Yeah. We started a community resource center. Me and Lewis, we in North Charleston. Yeah. It's Shout North out to Mr. Lewis Smith. Shout, Shout out, out to Lewis Smith. Smith. Yeah. Gotta, gotta give him gotta that. Gotta do that. But it's no flashing lights and starting these programs, as you know, you start you was with distinguished gentlemen yep. Yep. started a program. It, it, it's no flashing lights nah, in that. Nah. I mean, it's cool, but then if I go and yell and scream at City Hall, I could go viral right now. Yeah. But you could get on and you could say, "Hey, you know, this is a program we yep. started, and we want to help the children." Right. You're not gonna go viral. Absolutely. So the problem became that people saw what we were doing as entertainment. Yes. Okay. It was I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was entertainment. Yeah, I like that. See, I was entertaining Facebook. Uh -huh. Dean was entertaining Facebook. Yep. They didn't they didn't want us to go in and say we want to start programs and we want to help. Yeah. So, when I started doing that, then guess what? Oh man, they 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 sold out. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? All right. oh, man, dudes a sellout. Mm-hmm. You know, all oh, man, dude ain't protesting no more. Mm-hmm. Protesting is not a way of life. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't get anywhere just being a full time protester. Right, right. You know, so what happens is when I stop entertaining a lot of that crowd, then the only instead of them moving up in that level of thinking and saying, you know what, boom, starting a community garden is good. We're going to teach the children how to, how to grow mm-hmm. food. Right. They'll be like, oh, man, dude, soft. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, soft. Yeah, yeah. Man, they want to start a garden. They ain't revolution. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. They ain't revolution. Mm. That's not revolutionary, Shaquem. That's what they'll say. A certain segment of them, they'll say, oh, man, that's not revolutionary. Mm. Oh, we want to do an after-school program. We want to teach the children how to read. We're going to buy a lot of black children's books to give people an identification of who they are. We yeah. want we want to build their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool, but they ain't revolutionary. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the bullhorn. They want the excitement. Yeah. You know, they want yeah, they want us to go down to the market and make, and, make noise. And, yeah, and make noise yeah. and blast on Tecklenburg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want to see. So let me let me ask yeah. you this. Right. Because those are all really great points that you just made. Um I even think, you know, we can really tie some current events topics into this. I think about the Colin Kaepernick situation and how, you know, um, once he got beyond the point where it became about the protest and he started like suffering the ramifications, the question always was, okay, what's next? And right. a lot of people feel like Colin Kaepernick, you know, stopped being the voice, you know, like what, like he's, he only wanted his voice to be, I'm kneeling on the field. Right. Right. Um, now, of course, we know the work that he did through the Know Your Rights campaign and all those different things. But anytime someone will come to him and say, OK, Colin, we wanted to talk to you about what you actually want out of this. There never was an answer from Colin Kaepernick. There were representatives who spoke for Colin Kaepernick, but Colin Kaepernick never spoke. With you, what I see is that whereas a lot of activists, and this is to your credit, where a lot, whereas a lot of activists really get caught up in the light of being a protester, being the, the, the scene one. You've gone from being the scene protester to the person who's actually making those moves that are supposed to be the, the derivative of, of the protest, like the, the result of the protest. So going from activism to activation to action. And so I, I really do, like, I have to commend you on that. Now, again, we don't agree on a lot of stuff, and y'all will trust me, y'all will, we will get to the stuff we disagree on. But in that regard, I love the way you frame that discussion, the fact that because there was the people that are like, oh, well, why don't you have the bullhorn anymore? Why aren't you screaming in front of City Hall anymore? Why are you in pictures with Keith Summy now? We don't get that. But what I'm hearing you say is that is the transition from activism to action. Word. And, and being able to put the things that you fought for into, like, that's what you wanted to see come out of it. It wasn't just a scream. Word. So thank you for framing it that way because a lot of people, and honestly, I didn't even think of it that way until you framed it that way. So thank you for putting it that way because that really clarifies a lot of stuff for me Word. personally. Word. Um, so let's talk about the things that you were able to do in action. Um, we talked about the Muhadeen, um Leadership Academy. Um, expand on, expound on to them what that actually is. All right. <clears throat> so the academy basically right now is what is growing into be is a place where we can fill the void where a lot of the children aren't getting that that extra help at home or after school. Okay. See, our whole thing is we have to build a smart generation of youth. Mm-hmm. And we want I don't want the youth to make the same mistakes I did. I don't want them to hustle. Yeah. I don't want them to sell dope. Yeah. Like I said earlier on the post, 
uh, uh, Juice World got caught with 70 pounds of marijuana. Yeah, yeah. If you got enough money to buy 70 pounds of marijuana, mm. you could go rehab houses. Yeah. Bro, yeah. you could do... Bro, you could do... You could some, buy back the block. Yeah. Right there with $700,000. Yes, you right. could buy back the block. Right if there. If you got enough money to buy 70 pounds of marijuana... Yeah. You didn't have to sell drugs another day in your life. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, the the financial literacy piece and understanding how to invest, yeah. understanding how to put your... Imagine how many entrepreneurs right now could use $500 million. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's and, and, and really, you could link up with somebody. He could have linked up with somebody. A lot of them could link up with somebody who's already doing something positive and say, you know what? I'm going to give you a loan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start you off. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give you a loan. I'm going to start you off. Man, that money that they have, you don't have to sell drugs if you have the, the, the intellectual ability right. to make good business decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's where we have to get in and, and, and talk to our youth and tell them, hey, man, there's another way that we could do it. You know, that's one of the things I want to do with education as a whole. Um, I want to talk about what you said about Keith Summy. Mm-hmm. Now, and, 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 and a couple people asked me about Keith Summy. Matter of fact, a brother watching the live asked me about Keith Summy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you like this. When I was going down, me, Sean, Damar, when we was going down and screaming and, and, and going at Keith Summy, uh-huh. it wasn't for entertainment. Right, right. I wanted to have... Something right now, like I have now, in the community to where we can benefit the people. Absolutely. That's it. I, it, it, it. The same way how I went down there and expressed myself, you can go down there and express yourself, yourself Absolutely. too. Absolutely. See, I went with a plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't go down there just for somebody to hit the like button and the share button and yeah. say, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, man, these dudes, man. Oh, yeah. man, cool. They no. rock. Yeah, the rah rah. Yeah, yeah. No. So the thing is, when he says, "Okay, let's sit down and let's have a conversation okay. about what it is you want," of okay. course I'm gonna go sit down and have a conversation. I'm not an idiot. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm absolutely. not out here just to make y'all. I'm not an entertainer. So mm-hmm. what I say is, okay, how can we come to agree to an understanding? What do I want? What do you want? Let's see where we can meet in the middle and come to an agreement. Yeah. That's that. That's what we want. My objective is the community, not Shaq Kim. Right. If I was all about Shaq Kim, guess what? I'd be going down there still right now. Mm-hmm. Because I get the light. Because what, I mean, from that you can get. You know, that's where you get the speaking engagements. That's where yeah. you get the like. There, there's a lot of stuff in that that people who aren't, you right. know, as as you know, well versed in you know the, when you talk about social activism. That's where a lot of people get get caught up and get lost. Right. Honestly, is in the limelight of being that. Rah rah person. So yeah, you're absolutely right um, about that. So, so you were able to sit down with, with Mayor Keith Summy, and let's 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 go there. Let's let's talk about. Let's do it. So, so you were able to sit down with Keith Summy. What were you able to get to an understanding with him about? Because I don't believe in like you know a lot of people talk about like backdoor deals or whatever. I work at a nonprofit and right. I I see how things happen. Right. I can promise you, it's not backdoor deals right. that lead to those things. What happens is that there's a common interest, right. and when there's a common interest, there's 
an ability to work together. And if we can find a common interest, we can find an ability to work together. You'd be amazed at who's working together based on a common interest. But I'll leave that there. Right. Um, so what was the common interest that you guys had and what did you guys work out? Well, so this is the thing, right? My thing is, I want to, I want to be in a position in North Charleston to help in the food desert, right? Okay. There's a food desert in the southern end of the city. As we know, right now, probably one of the only persons that's really getting in there and grinding is Jermaine Jenkins. All right. Jermaine shout Jenkins. Shout out to Future Fresh Farms. Yes, shout out to Fresh Future Farms. Jermaine Jenkins is in there filling the gap, filling mm-hmm. the void. Mm-hmm. So when we, one of the things that we wanted to do when we put the community resource center in there is to help with the food desert. Mm-hmm. So we do the fresh fruits and vegetable giveaway. A lot of people don't have cars. A lot of people don't have transportation. Mm-hmm. They could come right to the center. Guess what? They can get their fresh fruits and vegetables. That was one of the things that I talked to Mayor Summy about that we wanted to be a part of the solution. Okay. He said, okay. Now he's ready and willing to say, if that's what y'all want to do, then we'll assist. Mm-hmm. We want to get that right until we're able to get a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money to buy a grocery store. Right. But you can give them groceries. But I can give them groceries. Yeah. Okay. Now, another thing. When we start talking about uh, the city of North Charleston, understand this, and I want a lot of people to understand this, Keith Summy has a lot of black support. Mm. I don't, and, and I don't care what nobody says, the numbers show that Keith Summy has a lot of black support. Mm-hmm. A lot. So, you know, whether you want to call them, you know, name, oh, man, they sell us, whatever, it don't matter. At the end of the day, he has a lot of black support. And I want to pause right there okay. real quick, because I think that's important, an important point to make, the fact that he does have a lot of African-American support. But I want to talk about, I want to talk, and this is really an aside from what Shakim is talking about, is the, the idea that if someone doesn't align with us politically or align with our ide- ideologies, that we should call them names that we should call them sellout, that we should call them coon, that we should call them all these things. What To me, one, as a black man, one of the most disrespectful things that you can call me is a coon. Like a black person calling me a coon is almost more offensive than a white person calling me a nigger. And I'm just being honest with you. Right. Like that, that to me impacts me in a certain way. So when we have things where someone says, well, you don't believe what I believe, so I'm going to call you names. That, that bothers me. And I, and I also want to point out to you that that's a point of growth on your part because you were that guy a little while ago, yeah. right? Yeah. So so how, so really, I want to so I, I come back to the Keith Tummy thing. Right. But what was the change in you that allowed you to go from being a person who was on social media calling Coon and, you know, all these things to, to understanding the other side of it? Well, when you actually want to get things done, you realize that you have to work with people uh-huh. who you might not like. Uh-huh. When you when you want to start a program or you're interested in doing something, you have to understand that, okay, we can put our differences aside. Yeah. We agree on this, yeah. and that's what we're going to do and get it done. Yeah. If Tim Scott came to me right now, and a lot of people call Tim Scott, sell out coon, whatever the case, but at the end of the day, if Republican Senator... Tim Scott came to me and said, I want to assist in a certain program that we have mm-hmm. that's going to help 
in the community, then guess what? I'm going to put Sha Kim's feelings aside. Because it's for the larger community. For the larger community. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to say, let's work. Okay. You know, just because you in a picture with one person doesn't mean that you believe everything this person right. believes. I agree. We agree. might take a picture on the strength of Senator Scott right. is helping us put a grocery store in the southern end of the city, mm -hmm. and he has some investors that he wants to link us up with. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We're going to go there. Because we're looking at the larger picture and right. how we can help the community. Mm -hmm. So, just like right now, I talk about Donald Trump. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I'm going to tell you like this. A lot of black people was mad when Steve Harvey met with Trump. Oh, man. This and that. Mm -hmm. Whenever a black person said they wanted to meet with Trump, oh, they, they just, oh, man, you know. Yeah, okay. This is my thing. Yeah, I'm let you cook because I, I yeah, this 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 yeah. one we disagree right. about, but I'm gonna go. Yeah. If Donald Trump right now yeah. came to me and said, Shaq Kim, I'ma have the federal government give you five hundred thousand dollars to develop a STEM program yeah. that's yeah. gonna help these children mm -hmm. become uh, connoisseurs in aeronautics and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know what Shaq Kim gonna do? I'm gonna say Thank you. Cut the check. Let's roll. Because it's not about me. Yeah. It's about all these kids yeah. that I could be yeah. helping to okay. develop themselves yeah. into better people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I got to, at a certain point in time, I got to put my ego aside. Right. Just like the Second Chance Act. Yeah. Listen, I was in, I was in prison when Obama had his, uh, 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 um, when Obama lowered the uh, um the crack cocaine and the cocaine yeah. ratio yeah, yeah and it let people yeah. go yeah and we applauded that yeah. that was a good thing yeah when Donald Trump came and said hey okay I want to do something else I want to you know give more relief in okay. the federal prison system and he added on to what was there mm -hmm. I'm gonna salute him for doing that right because right and and right. I'm and, and I'm gonna tell mm -hmm. you why yeah listen. If I'm sitting in a prison cell, I'm not gonna say if the guard opened the door and he said Donald Trump said you could go home. You think I'm gonna be? You think I'm gonna sit, <laughs> yeah, sit no, in my cell? Protest, no, no, you absolutely. And I, but I think I think that you're absolutely like your points are on. Like it's it's really hard on its face. I don't know anybody who's watching this video that is watching this will be like. He's lying. Like, you're telling the absolute truth. Everything you said so far has been true. The problem with Donald Trump is this. Donald Trump is a reality star through and through. Mm -hmm. Now, he knows what pushes buttons. He right. knows what gets publicity. Right. My problem with Donald Trump has always been that Donald Trump is not held to the standard of a president when you talk about being a president. That's largely my issue. Now, when you talk about certain things that he's done, you talk about, you know, I also think, okay, so one, he has been held to the to, to the standard of a president. There's certain things that if you were trying, if you tried to, if other presidents tried to do it, President Obama said some of the things that Donald Trump said, President Obama would have been out of there so fast. You I know, agree. like I know. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we definitely agree. Like, and, and like, if President Obama, if, if my boss ran mm -hmm. our office, like right. Donald Trump runs the White House. Right. I have a dispute with my boss right. at work and my boss gets on Twitter right. and starts blasting me. That's gonna mess the whole office right. up. So right. yeah, so so there are things outside of the actual. When you talk about legislation and the things that Donald Trump has been able to do, sure, there are definitely some high points, and I think that anybody with a smidgen of sense mm -hmm. can notice that. 
you can also say that there's a lot of wrong that's being done when you talk about the 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 appearance, the rap, the wrapping of everything, and that's where the problem comes in. Is when people don't acknowledge that part in order to say, well, we're going to completely ignore what we've said that we want from a president for the last hundred years to accept something totally different. Shoot, as racist as Woodrow Wilson was, he wasn't doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah. when we talk about when we talk about this, so so, so I want to agree with you on the points that. You know, um, Second Chance, Chance Act is an amazing thing. You look at the economy, the economy is doing really well, but we also have to look at the fact that the economy, when President Obama took it over, was at its lowest point. At the end of the Bush administration, President Obama had to rescue the auto industry and rescue several other industries. Yeah, we signed the NAFTA deal, which, you know, ended up sending some jobs other places, but their, the economy started to, on an upward trend, which President Trump came in and just exacerbated. Which well, that's good. We can agree with that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing because yeah. if he would have tanked it, then we would have been talking trash about it. he tanked it. Absolutely. But the my 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 whole my whole thing is right. I wanted to form an agenda to where I can make my change in society because I can't police everybody. Right. I can't police Trump's Twitter. Right. You know? No, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't police yeah. him because there's certain things I say. Damn. What in the world? Like. Yeah. Come on, man. What is that for? But at the end of the day, the gains that are made, and and we have to take advantage of stuff without being emotional. Look, look at. I yeah, like that. We got I like yeah, that. That's I, I want to. Yeah, that's good. I, so it's like, like I said, a lot of people was complaining about the Second Chance Act, mm-hmm. but you got people coming out of prison. Mm-hmm. Listen, what 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 that act actually did is help people. Okay, one of the things it said is that. Um, people who are coming out of federal prison, they're going to make sure that they have their social security card before they come out. Mm-hmm. People don't, un- you would have to actually been in there right, to right, understand right, right. how like monumental that mm-hmm. is. If you just hear, you'd be like, oh man, that's nothing. But if you're actually in there, you're like, man, listen, that that's good because if you got brothers and sisters get released, they don't have nothing. They're sitting around scratching their head yeah. wondering what's going on. Yeah. And an- an- Another thing is, Look at the opportunity zone legislation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just, you know, talk about, well, you know, oh, man, the GOP and Trump. But at the end of the day, who's getting in there and saying, hey, how can we take advantage mm-hmm. of the opportunity zone legislation? Okay. How right. can we sit down with Senator Tim Scott and say, Tim Scott, you one of the ones who helped draft this legislation. You mm-hmm. right from North Charleston. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how can we benefit this from North Charleston. But the problem is, is that we don't want to upset the local Democratic Party. Mm. And we don't want to offend them that what we would do is purposely turn our head against something that somebody else passed Mm -hmm. that could potentially help the community. So we're looking out more for the interests of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. versus saying, okay, let's do this for the people. So so you're under the mindset, and I and I actually am coming along to the mindset of the African-American vote has been sold without without any payment to oh, the Democratic man. Party. Oh, yes. So how, how do you think that's negatively impacted African-Americans over time? Well, this is the thing. We don't put pressure. We okay. Let's let's look at the the, the standard of ex, let's look at the expectation. Right? Okay. All right. So if you look at let's take a look at what Bloomberg just did. Okay. 
Bloomberg came out and well, even even Biden, they came out and said, okay, you know, we know what we did to African Americans was very, very cruel, detrimental, harm. However, mm-hmm. we apologize. Yeah. I want you to vote for me. I'm apologize, but I I want you to vote for me for president. Okay, you know, we we would give them a pass. And if a Republican did that, oh man, we. We, I don't know. We we, we never we I, never never ever yeah. So like, we forgive. so so we don't we give passes to the Democratic Party that we don't give to the Republican. Oh Party. man, a lot. So I I would say this, and this this will be my response to this. Okay. It's one thing to do something wrong and then say, you know what, what we did was wrong. We have to make sure that we put systems in place to make sure that those things don't happen again. Um, it's another thing to say, we did nothing wrong. Or it was wrong, mm-hmm. but we, but but to completely, like, disavow yourself from any, any responsibility for what has happened since then. Right. When we talk about slavery, we talk about um, even when we talk about, and this is something that that people like a point that people like to make. Somebody actually made it on my show last week, so I want to reiterate this point. People talk about the fact that the Republican Party was the party that freed the slaves, mm-hmm. right? People, the Republican Party is the party that freed the slaves, which is in name. In if you're just talking straight facts, absolutely true. But we also have to understand that the Republican Party that existed back in 1865 when the Emancipation Proclamation was written by Abraham Lincoln, who was the president at the time, was approved, because I'm pretty sure he didn't write it himself. Um, when it was approved by Abraham Lincoln, that was a different Republican Party, because something happened in 1968. In 1968, uh, Strom Thurmond, long extremely racist senator, who was a Democrat, right? He was a Democrat. The KKK was started by the Democrats. These, this, these are all factual statements. If you think I'm lying, please look it up. Um, that party, the, the Voting Rights Act, was passed by Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson was a uh, Democrat as well. They had the Dixie Crap Party. They had the Dixie Crap Party. What happens is Lyndon B. Johnson signs that bill. When he signs that bill into action, giving, giving African Americans the right to vote without any impunity, without any issues... And also opening the door for other people, which is something we don't talk about enough when we talk about the civil rights era, how civil rights era also helped disabled people, also helped um, people who live alternative lifestyles, homosexuals, things of that nature. Um, it's a lot there. But when Lyndon B. Johnson signs that bill, the the response from the Dixiecrats, the Southern Democrats, was, we're going to take our party, we're going to take our people, and we're going to flip over to the Republican Party and pass the power over to the Republican Party. That's why the Republican Party started becoming the party of non-civil rights and the Democratic Party became the civil rights party. Now, in that regard, I definitely agree that beyond that, there hasn't been much that the Democratic Party has done to say, I want to uplift the African-American community through actual action. Um, But at least they've acted like they cared about us. And uh, I think that's the problem. Okay, they act, and I'm glad you put the word act. act. Yeah, yeah, because I definitely okay. can, I can, yeah. I can agree with you there. I, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So let me let me let me let me drop let me drop something real quick. Let me drop some jewels. Now, you know that we do a lot of charity work and we do a lot of work in the community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the work that we do is very influential because we out in the communities knocking on doors. We, I mean, we go hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if yeah. you go by the resource center, we right in the middle of the hood. Everybody in the hood knows me, knows Lou, knows who we are. Absolutely. We've been there a couple months. Everybody in the hood know us. Absolutely. I can pull up right now. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I greet people in the community. We've been in there three months. 
Everybody knows Everybody us. knows you. This is the thing. Out of all the work we've done, the Charleston County Republican Party and the Dorchester County Republicans, mm-hmm. they have been the ones, when I put out calls, hey, man, anybody want to help volunteer? Anybody want to be proactive? Anybody? Yo, I'm getting, I'm getting the response from the Republicans. Wow. And I'm just being honest. Uh-huh. The chairman of the Charleston County GOP, John Coon, he responded and said, listen, hey, I help. He okay. didn't, he, there was no strings attached. Mm. He didn't say, oh, well, you got to, you know, vote this way or vote that way. The man said, listen, I like what y'all doing here. I want to help support. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. Y'all just use the resources, continue helping the community. Mm-hmm. The Charleston County GOP, they say the same, hey, man, if something come through, hey, y'all, here y'all go. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want nothing in return. Mm-hmm. We're not asking y'all to vote. We're not asking y'all to do anything political. Y'all just take care of the community, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you know the, the the Charleston County Democratic Party has done zero, mm. zero mm. with us in the community? Zero. The, the chair of the Charleston County Democratic Party, she is nowhere to, Colleen Connor is nowhere to be found. Wow. Nowhere. Anybody that's watching this, you can't tell me Colleen Condon is anywhere in the black community. The only time we saw Colleen Condon is when um, the trans uh, the trans woman got 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 murdered and her mm-hmm. life was taken yeah. over some foolishness. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah. she came out then. You know what I'm oh, saying? The person on, uh, on East Side? No, no, no. It was the uh, uh, she was on the making. Okay. Denali. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and and, 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 and I knew Denali real good. Denali Stucky. Denali was. Not a problem. Denali ain't bother nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She, I'm in that area. Denali ain't bother nobody. But the thing is, and I, it was a hate crime. But the thing is, she she comes out to support that. That's cool. Yeah. But you, but where, but because she's a part of the LBGT community, that's the only thing she wow. gonna show up for. Okay, all right. So but and, and when 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 black men get murdered, we have rallies. We we go talk to families. We, we, we go out and, and, and we try to, you know, talk about gun uh, uh, violence and legislation and, and what kind of solution. She ain't nowhere to be found. Mm. Nowhere. So we can sit back and talk about all of this, you know, Democrat, Democratic Party and Republican Party. But right now, locally, when I look around me, I don't see the Democratic Party being engaged. And the reason why they're so disengaged is because they feel like they already got our vote. Wow. So they don't they don't need to come around. Mm-hmm. They already know. Oh, we get they they're gonna vote Democrat anyway. Yeah. So the only thing that they have to do to secure our vote is say Trump is a racist. Mm. That's it. All they gotta do is is, is you you able to she wish she can call in. Yeah, I know you wish you could. But <laughs> I'm, I'm finding a way to get calling this April. Yeah. She cool yeah. I know. I know. April yeah. always. Me and April yeah. always. But the, the 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 whole the whole thing is at the end of the day. The Democratic Party gets away with just saying Trump's a race. They don't have to invest in the community. Mm -hmm. They don't have to teach us about opportunities on legislation. Mm -hmm. They don't have to have discussions about banning the box. Yeah. They don't all these all these hot gentrification. Yeah. The the especially the Charleston County Democratic Party, they never step to the plate mm-hmm. when we're talking about these issues. Yeah, you might have Pendarvis, 
uh, uh, jump in. But they didn't. So when Pendarvis first ran for for North Charleston City Council, yeah. they didn't back Pendarvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Wendell Gilliard, they, they didn't back Wendell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerome, they didn't back Jerome. Teddy Pryor, they didn't back Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Brown, they yeah. didn't back Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. Come on now, I'm telling okay. the truth. No, I mean, I, yeah. again, again, yeah. facts is facts. So yeah. nobody, again, I don't think anybody <laughs> that's watching this disagrees with that. Let's go back to the idea that Trump is a racist. Okay. Because I don't believe that Donald Trump is a racist. I believe. <gasps> no, I don't. Okay. Right. I believe that Donald Trump <laughs> is an opportunist. Uh, okay. And I believe that Donald Trump is way too cool with racists supporting him. Okay. Um... There's been one time that President Trump has come out and blatantly said, I don't, you know, I don't want racists supporting me. But we go back to countless times where things that have happened were racially motivated. Mm -hmm. And Trump not only stood back, he supported it. Now, did he support it saying, hey, hit that black woman out there? But no, he knew what that lady was. He knew why she was there. And, And in that regard, back to what we're talking about being presidential... He's not held to the standard of common decency matters. He doesn't have, like, Howard Dean. Howard Dean was killing it in the presidential race the year that he was running, the year that Obama ran the first time. The dude got to a rally and said, yeah! And they were like, we got to get this dude out of here. He's crazy. He's nice. <laughs> yeah. He might have had the best plans. Yeah. But you were held to a standard of being a presidential. Um, Donald Trump knows, he knows that a lot of people who put their red hat on they're putting that red hat on to make a, a statement. Even if when he makes this, when he's putting red hat on, he's not making it to make that statement. He knows why they're putting that hat on, though. He knows the same people putting that red hat on will put that Confederate flag on the back of that car, on that on that back of that big giant car, and ru- drive through your neighborhood, speeding and blasting whatever music, so that they, so you will come outside and say, "Oh, this, it's the same people," and he knows that. And he will not disavow himself from those people because that's his base. Though you are well spoken and you know what you're talking about, you know exactly why you what you plan on getting out of this. Those people don't. In fact, if you're a farmer, if you're a farmer living in, in, in rural America, in Middle East, Middle Western America, you're probably not a big fan of this this this, this Trump thing. And I think that's the one thing that re- might actually cost him the election. Is because if you watch what's happening in the Midwest, if you watch what's happening in the Midwest, that's his base. That and racist. I don't think he's a racist. Okay. I think he knows that racists can push him over the top. Let's go back to the um, election where uh, McCain was going against Obama, mm-hmm. right? If McCain would have embraced the racist the way that that Trump did, McCain would have beat Obama. Remember that campaign where the lady gets up and she's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I know that he's a Muslim from and he's a terrible person." And what did McCain say? Ma'am, that's absolutely not true. President Obama's a fine person, and we have disagreements, but that's a fine man, and I'm not going to let you do that at my campaign. Right. He lost the campaign that day. Right. Right. Trump would have been like, you're right. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's always, like, my thing with President Trump. I'm not saying that President Trump's a racist. In my heart, I don't believe he's a racist. I believe, I believe that he is completely cool with the fact that these racists support him. And he knows that if he separates himself from those racists, he loses a large segment of his base, and that costs him the election. Yeah. Well, you know... That's Sorry for my rant, you know? No, 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 no. no. And, and, and you know what? That's why... And I don't want to... I, 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 I don't... I'm going to bring his name up again. 
you even had instances where Tim Scott has called him out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, 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 Absolutely. and when Tim Scott called you out, uh-huh. hey, that shocked everybody. Yeah. So, you know, there have been issues uh, or times when, you know, you've had black people within the Republican Party and even whites that say, hold up, hold up, you're going, you going a little too far. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody, he, I mean, he does have that big ego mm-hmm. and, and, and the reckless mouth. So there have been people who say, yo, you got to reel it back in. He's not perfect. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's not perfect. So my whole my whole thing is when, when I look at the whole situation, and I think there was a comment that I wanted I wanted to to address. Let me right, let me mean? look. And I think um oh man. Uh well, hold on, hold on. Okay. She said the Republican Party has done nothing for black communities. If they did, nobody nobody told me. Mm. So, let, let, let me let me I'm gonna say this like this. A lot of blacks well, oh, I dropped. A lot of blacks are under pressure not to not to negotiate on an even playing field mm-hmm. with the Republican Party. Okay. See, we scared we scared to negotiate. Okay. Because we feel like, you know, like I said, if Donald Trump came, if Donald Trump asked me to come to the White House because we want to sit down and we want to talk about prison reform, mm-hmm. I'm going to the White House to talk about prison reform. Right. Because there's a lot of brothers and sisters. I was the law library clerk at FCI Williamsburg and FCI Yazoo City, Mississippi. Those two federal prisons and, well, in S, when, uh, Edgefield, I wasn't the law library clerk, but I was learning how to navigate in the system. Mm-hmm. So by me being in those three federal uh, uh, penitentiaries and, and, and understanding the law and seeing how people were negatively impacted, mm-hmm. if Donald Trump said, Shaquem, I need you to fly to the White House so we could talk about this, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm go- I, I'm going because at the end of the day, he has the support and the people backing him and the votes to potentially get something done. I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna let my pride get in the way. But I, I don't think you should let your pride get in the way. I I, okay. I I look at I look at what you're saying and I absolutely agree that you should go. But my issue would be why are you being invited? You're not being invited because you're an independent thinker. You'd be invited because he thinks you agree with him. Okay, so that and that that for me it would be okay. the problem. And that that's when we talk about the Steve Harvey, we talk about Kanye West. Uh-huh. I didn't kill Steve Har. I didn't kill Steve Harvey. Okay, because I think that Steve Harvey is a smart enough guy where he could really make his points without mm-hmm. being butt kissy. Right, and you know to, to use to not use better terms. Um, the problem with Kanye West, on the other hand, became that Kanye West made Kanye West. I heard it said he went a little too far. You he, think he, yeah, you think he, he's just kind yeah, of yeah, like he made, like he went yeah, all yeah, the way yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel I even that. think that when Kim went there, it wasn't that bad. No, no, because Kim went there no. with an actual agenda. Look, yeah. African Americans are being disproportionately affected by this this mass incarceration system. You got to do something. Right, I'm with that. Now the fact that she got there because she's a reality star tells us what we need to know. He's a reality star. Trump likes being around other famous people. That's been Trump's case. Yeah. I mean, all the way back, Trump was at Home Alone in like 1992 because he likes being around famous yeah. people, right? So Trump would invite people like you, and I would say you because they they you're a person who's known, right? You're known in the community. Um, of course, as as your as your um 
as your star rises and it's going to continue to ascend because you're doing the work and I applaud you always for that. As your star continues to ascend, it's going to be beneficial to him to align himself with someone like you who agrees with him. However, if you are the exact same black man doing the exact same work, but you disagree with him, you never get that invite. And that's a problem. That's that goes back to that issue of nepotism. That goes back to the issue of it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's where the right. problem comes and in. And you know what? I got a solution for that. Mm -hmm. Right? See, in areas that I can't get, and this is why I like to have a real diverse circle. Absolutely. In areas that I can't get, I should be able to pick up the phone. Absolutely. Bro, that's how politics works. If, if, if there's some legislation that I need passed, I might not... I might have a disagreement with, with, with somebody in the Charleston County uh, 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 de delegate yeah. uh, legislation, yeah. legislative delegation. Yeah. But if I know you know this person, guess what? I'm going to say, Raison, I need you to talk to such and such for me because I know you have that relationship with them. And, and you might agree with me. Yeah. People have done that with yeah. me. We, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, the good brother um, Justin uh, Farnsworth. Yeah. Remember, we yeah. had I had a disagreement with yeah. him. And I called you and I was like, yo, Justin's a good dude, man. Talk to Justin. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I talked to Justin. I said, you know what? He, he He's a good dude. Yeah. He's not. So the thing is, that's that's a lot of time how we have to have. That's why our, it's important to have our circles why to where or our networks why to where if I can't reach out to this person because they got to be for me if me and you cool then you should be able to reach out and get something done absolutely so I, I, I think this is a game of chess and that's how we need to operate so if Trump ain't cool with me and I know you close to him mm -hmm. I might say well you know what he might not want to hear it from me but he hear from Raison yeah, or vice yeah, versa yeah yeah so it's all it's all about trying to get and I think that's why the Democrats in the state house can't really get anything done. Mm. And what's wrong is that the people see Senator Kimson said something that was very powerful one day. Mm -hmm. And I listened to him and I said, you know what? He's right. He said, with gun legislation, y'all always come and talk to me. He said, but I'm, I'm on your side. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Talk to people who disagree with you. you yeah. You yeah. got to talk to the people yeah. who disagree yeah. with me. Yeah. And, and, and when he said that, I've been saying that for so long. We we only we only get on Pindar. Oh man, Pindarvis, you know why you don't do the Pindarvis? He's on our yeah, team. He's one of the ones that's on our Yeah, side. so why yeah. we yeah, why yeah. we blasting yeah. him? Why yeah. we blasting Kimson? Yeah. Why we blasting Jay Moore? Why yeah. we blasting Crystal? Yeah. These people, they are they yeah. are willing they're fighting to, for you. They're fighting for yeah. So what yeah. we have to do is be able to talk to people who don't agree with them. So we got to contact somebody who knows this. Hey, see what we can do. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why they fail a lot of times is because we're so emotional that if somebody say, hey, man, let's talk to somebody from the Republican. Oh, man, I ain't messing with no Republican. No, I, but I think, that's the, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. And I think, I and, I, and I, again, I don't think that we should treat African-Americans as a monolithic people. Right. Um, we're not... You know, one of one mindset. We're not of one. We we we. How long have you been talking about a black agenda? Long time. A long time, right? And still to this day, mm -hmm. nobody's actually identified a black agenda. Right. So maybe, maybe we should try something else. Right. Maybe we should try something right. that will say that will actually speak to those issues. I I I I, I you know I, I think I told you this story. I went to D.C. a few years ago. Um, and when I was in D.C. 
You trying to call in? Uh, Stop playing. Ooh, she I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the lines open. I don't do the line, open lines on on uh, Wednesdays. Sorry. And she bite, she biting them nails trying to. But get leave it. a message on the um on the thing that I'll be I'll be sure to uh, mention on the show. Thank you so much. Um, but I went to DC a couple a few years ago. Um, and for the National Mentor Summit, and okay. this happens every year, and it'll happen again in January. Um, one of the goal, one of the um, parts of the um, the National Mentor Summit is that we go to Capitol Hill in D.C. because it's in D.C. Okay. We go to Capitol Hill and we speak to the le- legislators about what's happening um, and how they can support youth mentorship within their local areas. So I went to um, Tim Scott's office. Okay. Right? And honestly, I was hoping I'd be able to talk and like say some stuff to Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. Literally, it was one of those things where you walk in, you say, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Shake my hand, right. take this That's picture, right. and we're going to get out of here. Right? Nothing really came out of that. But what ended up happening was, uh, oh, sorry. After that, I got a call from one of my homeboys. Well, actually, I didn't get a call. Okay. My homeboy was blasting me on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm not going to see who my homeboy yeah. is, but he know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Because we had a discussion that's cool now. But he was blasting me. He was like, I can't believe you would meet with Tim Scott. How right. could you meet with Tim Scott? Right. How could you meet with a Republican right. who does da 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 And I'm right. like, you don't understand. It's chess moves, not checker exactly. moves. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's just about being able to be close enough to that night to jump him. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's 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 and not that I want to jump Tim Scott or yeah, beat Tim Scott or anything, but but you have to you have to position yourself to be able to do these things. Well what ends up happening is a few months later Tim Scott was coming to the Low Country to enter um to, to show Jeff Sessions around who was about to be named um adjutant general. Right? Guess who got called into that into that event? It was only four organizations. Okay. okay. Mine was one of them. Word. There you go. Because of the fact that we aligned ourselves to make sure. Did I go in there and say, "Hey, Mr. Tim Scott, I think yeah. you're the greatest thing of all time," and yeah. I just, I'm such a big fan. Like, no, like I want to talk to issues with you. Right. And then they had a caucus, and um, they had a mentorship caucus in Washington D.C., and there were only seven people from the entire country invited. One of those seven people was Officer Ricardo Perry, Word. who founded our organization Word. to speak about youth development. So I definitely understand. Like, it's not about Word. standing out here. With the blow, a, a, a bullhorn, and screaming at people, and like if that's all you're in it for, go get it, make it, like kill right. yourself doing it. Right. But understand that there has to be something that comes after it, and Got sometimes the thing that comes after it is not the thing that's convenient to make you the most popular person. Right, it is exactly. So I wanted to say that because I like that, like that's that's important, man. Right. That's important. I wanted, I wanted to 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 because we got to start to wrap up because I know we, we already ran over an hour, <laughs> but. I, w- I want to get your, your ideas on things because I know uh, we have some other topics that we want to talk about. Okay. Um, the the chief, chief, chief Burgess. Yeah. So Chief Burgess. Um, for those who don't know, Chief Burgess. Uh, chief Reggie <coughs> Burgess was I actually talked about on my show last weekend. Um, he about the work that he did, um, about the work he's done in the community, and the fact that he's been called up to the um, state public safety mm-hmm. um, yeah. office by Governor McMaster's, which I'm not a big fan of, but we'll talk <laughs> about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um what are your thoughts about that? And then who do you think should succeed him? Well, okay, so um first, I don't think I don't think it a lot of people are, you know, kind of skeptical about what's going on with Chief Burgess. Uh-huh. I think it's a good thing. You know, the brother's been offered a raise, you know what I'm saying? So I can't never knock a man for accepting because he didn't have to accept it. Right. He could have said, No, I don't want it. So an offer was given to him. Mm-hmm. He consulted with his family, his wife, his friends, the people closest to him, and he said, "You know what? I I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. Pending nomination. Yeah, brother's getting a good raise. I I totally support that. We are gonna miss him. There's certain people now 
who are in the running. I got two. I mean, I know there's a lot of qualified people since I don't know everybody in the police force. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't really know. Yeah. But one person that stands out, uh, first, Eric Watson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric Watson, man, is one of the most intelligent, smart. The brother is accessible. You could talk to him. He has, when you think about good policing, Reggie Burgess embodied what we would think is good, good police. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's in the community, Absolutely. on the front lines, you know, talking. I mean, he had that, that people didn't look at him as like the police and they run. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If Burgess was out there, people would say, hey, Burgess, man, we need to talk. Yeah. You know, I got a problem. People wouldn't look at Burgess and start running. Yeah, some people would, yeah, but yeah. I mean, just they had drugs on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But the average person to see yeah. Burgess and say, man, Burgess, man, I need to talk to you, man. My people, down there, them boy done, you know, the police messing with them boy. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, they'll talk to yeah. Burgess. Yeah, you know? they will. They, they will. They, yeah, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't, like, run and hide. And, you know, so we need that type of same energy. Yeah. And I think Eric Watson does embody that same type of energy, especially in the black community. Okay. Because Eric is one who, he, you know, he's homegrown. He's right here. You yeah. could talk for him. Yeah. You know, he, he he's very level-headed. He, he's mellow. He's a good brother, man. Yeah. I like him. I know even Gomes, Deputy uh, Chief Gomes. Gomes mm-hmm. right now, man, I talked to him and, and, and asked him about the conflict resolution. Gomes has really... You know, say, hey, man, I embrace this. I want to really help get in and start resolving issues of gun violence. Gomes would be a good choice. I like Gomes. Gomes is a person. He he has a good personality. So, you know, but I think ultimately what the, the, the people should do is we should be able to talk to Keith Summers. Mm. And say, you know, see, and this is why I say relationship building yeah. is so important. Yeah. See, we did so much yelling and screaming you know, he might not want to talk to some people, mm. but we should be able to sit down and say, you know what, uh, uh, Mayor, I know I don't have a, 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 a vote or nothing, mm-hmm. but we should say, you know what, let's 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 talk to Watson. I want you to talk to Gone. Like how, like I think, like our opinion in the community should mm-hmm. matter. Right. We need to be able to voice it. Dixon says, so if Eric Watson goes to NCPD, who would be a good pick for Charleston County Sheriff? Al Cannon got to go. Well, remember, Al Cannon's an elected official. Yeah. And so the difference... That's the people. Right, right. <laughs> so the difference the is the, 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 the police chief of North Charleston is appointed. Yeah. Cannon is elected. Right. So right. we had a whole... Right. Yeah, we right. had a whole... That's another, a whole nother, <laughs> yep. That's a whole nother thing. Word, word. Yeah. But that, that's a good point. So, you know, if you just have... If you don't, you know, agree with Cannon, you're just going to have to find somebody... And ran against them, All right. and you know, and, and see if they win. <laughs> see if they win. You know? But as far as an appointment, you know, I think I think you know people should you know just talk to, talk to the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, hey mayor, I think this would be a good choice, and he'll listen. Yeah, the mayor, Sammy will listen. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, 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 Sammy. So you lost, you lost to Sammy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean he'll listen. Yeah, he'll I mean, listen. But you think? But do you think? Do you <laughs> think? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. Yeah. You know. Um, do you think that Summy, because there have been many alleg- made allegations, you know, by people, and I'm being a journalist, now, right, right, go, yeah. um, that say that you know, Summy, Summy, Summy has has intentionally worked against African Americans in the North Charleston area with his moves and his strategic positionings 
of the things that have happened, the amount of gentrification that's happened in the North Charleston area. Do you think that Keith Summey is intentionally doing the things that he's doing there when it comes to that? All right, let me tell you this. Keith Summey is not a dictator. You have five, now six, six black people on on North Charleston City Council. Mm -hmm. Keith Summey cannot make a decision on his own. When it comes down to votes, when you talk about zoning, when you talk about all of these decisions, Keith Summey has to have people to vote with him mm-hmm. or he's gone. Mm-hmm. Right now, if, if everybody said we're going to vote against Keith Summey, Keith Summey could get nothing passed. Mm. You got six black, if six black people got together in the room and said, you know what, everything Keith Summey want, we're going to say no. Keith Summey would be powerless. But what but what about the people who say that we have that North Charleston has a strong mayor weak council and Keith Summey because this is something that I've heard uh-huh. is that Keith Summey can completely disregard the suggestion of the council. Well, that's but see, people say that because they want people say that because they don't want you to understand how local government works. Cuz I am pretty sure that that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. Like that's the, like but, it's not it's not it's definitely not like in Somerville where the mayor is essentially just one of the councilmen. Like the mayor, right. you know, in Somerville is just one of the councilmen. But in North Charleston, yes, the mayor has more um, sway, but he definitely cannot just overrule the entire council. He can. Okay. He can. Everything has to go on the agenda. The mayor sets the agenda, the budget. But people, if the council disagree, right now the council could do the same thing they did in Somerville to Wiley mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah. The council get the right get right get right now and say, okay, we want to change the form of government. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they, they want, yeah, if they wanted to right now, they can say, you know, Mayor Summer, we're gonna change the form of government, and this is gonna be a weak count, a uh, strong council, weak mayor. Yeah. So I try to get people to understand that council is just as culpable in any sort mm. of accusation mm-hmm. as the mayor would be. Okay. All right. It would be so, yeah, yeah. And, and, and people and people don't like to understand that because you know even I was you know right there beating up on Sami, but I didn't have people. Tell you sure me. was right there beating yeah. up on Sami. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and what Dixon say? You got three black people out of six people of color. Ooh, okay. Well, I ooh, okay. Ooh, that's all I can say on that. But you know, I'm just saying, like that's funny. Yeah, but that that that's the truth, and and you know. Quadro Campbell told me this a while back. When we were t- he said, man, everybody talks about how Joe Riley, you know, gentrified the city of Charleston. Mm-hmm. He said, remember, and, and matter of fact, uh, Mr. Darby told me this too. He said, they, there were five black people on Charleston City Council mm-hmm. during that time Joe Riley was making his move. Mm-hmm. He said, we say that Joe Riley gentrified the city of Charleston, but he could not do anything without them five black people voting yeah. in favor yeah. of whatever happened. Yeah. So what 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 will it take for the African American community to when we look at the numbers, when yeah. we look at the, the disparities, both economic, educational, housing, any any you know major uh, measurable that we can think of in this country. Mm-hmm. What is it going to take, in your opinion, for African Americans to go from a place where we are the have-nots to at least balancing it out? It isn't even possible. Yes, it is. 
So this is what I think. I think we got we have to have more programs. Okay. With that, that is man, that like yeah. I said, outside of school, outside of school, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Yes, I'm a big you, you in that. got to. The people who know how to do real estate, we need to start seminars and classes on real estate. Yeah. People who are good at uh, engineering, then we need to have some sort of a uh, 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 class to where we can, you know, focus on engineering. If you got somebody good at horticulture, then we need to start more community gardens. If you got somebody that's a, a, entrepreneur, a, 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 a connoisseur in banking, in the banking system, then these people need to start, you know, seminars on banking. Mentorship. Yes, mentorship. I believe that is our key to success. When we can start sharing the knowledge and giving it to the next generation, yeah. if every generation has to always start over, yeah. then we're just going to keep... We're going to keep stumbling. Mm, okay. But every generation shouldn't have to start over. That's why the mentoring programs are important. Because if we got distinguished gentlemen and you you can share your experiences with them. Yeah. And hopefully you can stop them from making your same mistakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's what we do with the gun violence program in North Charleston. Yeah. I and, tell, and the... Um, Conflict resolution. Stuff. Yeah, conflict resolution. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the thing. If, if we can become more solution oriented versus just screaming and complaining and oh man, Trump this and you know this and that and this and that. Okay, it's it's cool to complain, but after you have to find or have a solution. I love that. You know, in order for you to be effective. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that, man. Um. We covered a lot, man. Man, we did, man. We covered a lot. Hey, we're making America great again. Oh, I don't know if we're doing that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we're magging. See, I got my red hat on, you know what I'm saying? It's not a MAGA hat, though. No, it ain't. I don't mind you wearing a red hat. Well, if you give another <laughs> MAGA hat, I might have sent you back out. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. But I, 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 wanted, I wanted us to have this discussion. I wanted us to have right. it with the camera. Right. And I wanted people to understand that we can disagree without being disagreeable. Right, most definitely. Um, I got to tell a quick story before we close. Okay. Um, there's a gentleman that is a heavy Trump supporter, which me and him have had scuffles, like online scuffles, not like physical, because I don't, I'm not out here trying to fight people. I'm 37 yeah, years old. But, um, my knee's going bad. I'm saying, like, <laughs> but, um, we, we had disagreements about President Trump. And my issue with him has never been that he's a Trump supporter. My issue is always with people who are only willing to listen to their own opinion and people right. who, who agree with their opinion. If you're willing to bypass every other opinion to find the one that agrees with you and dis, and, dis, and like, like disregard every other one, that says something more about who you are than who you're trying to be. By disagreeing and by sitting here and listening to you, even though we disagree on things, I've grown and I've learned things that I didn't consider. And even if I didn't change my mind on how I feel about President Trump or even Keith Summey, I have more information that will allow me to grow. We should seek information, not affirmation. Mm. I'm going to tell you the difference. When you seek information, that allows you to take new information and grow from it. If you seek affirmation, you just want people to tell you what you already think. When we do that, none of us get better. None of us grow. None of us have an opportunity to become better people. So right. tonight, I want to thank you for making word. me a better person through this uh, conversation. Word, like word. For, for real, for real. Word. Because that's 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 what it takes. I think when we talk about what it's going to take for the African-American community and the, the, the United States community, is we're going to have to do more of this. Right. It can't be us on the internet bickering because we disagree on 8% of things. We all agree on like 92% of things. If you went through a list of things we agree on, do you agree that water is wet? Yes. Do you agree that the sky is blue? Yes. Do you agree that children deserve 
food and water and clothing and not right. to be abused? Right. Yes. Do you agree on the political party? No. Oh, then we got to argue and right. fight and scream. There it is. We agree on 98, 92% of things. There it is. There's right. like 8% of things in the world that we disagree with. And the more we're able to do this and find common ground and find ways to say, hey, I disagree with you on this part, but I definitely agree with you on that part. That's what we have to be able to do as a nation. Right. That's what we have to be able to do as a people. Um, and I think that if we were able to do that, our world would be in a much better place, man. I want to thank you. Um, I'm going to let you, you know, give us some parting thoughts, man. <coughs> what you got? Parting thoughts. Uh, to all my activists out there, understand that your activism should always be solution-oriented. Mm, mm. You know, make sure that people aren't using you for entertainment just to entertain themselves and to get likes and shares and laughs and giggles. Wow. You know, make sure, make sure, I, and that's what I learned, make sure you don't allow people to just use you because for, for, for your fearlessness. Yeah. Or use you because of, you know, the way how you articulate yourself. You know, because a lot of people have uh, hidden agendas, mm. and because they see you will speak out, they'll come and give you some bogus information mm. or, or point you in the wrong direction so you can go and blast That's for good. their benefit. That's good. And then they end up getting the change in their pocket. Yeah. You know, and let me, I'm going to tell y'all like this. I had a brother, and I'm, I'm going to end on yeah. this. Yeah, no, you're I'm, good. You're okay. good. I see you. Yeah. I'm going to end on this. I had a brother once tell me, he said, man, Shaquem, he said, you know what happens? He said, every time you go out and you protest and you go scream, he said, there's always somebody in the shadow negotiating mm -hmm. and trying to get paid mm. off of what you're doing. Mm. He said, when you went down there for those young boys that were uh, 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 fighting for with the rose petal situation. Yeah, yeah. He said, you had people actually going to Mayor Technenberg saying, you know what? We want to start a program for them to help. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. they weren't out there protesting with no. us, no. but they, 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 they snuck in mm -hmm. and went and said, you know what? We want to do a program. You know, give us this money, mm. and, and we're gonna we're gonna Actually, you know do so yeah exactly. <laughs> so you know we gotta be as, as activists. You gotta be careful because people are just trying to use your your like I said your strong points mm -hmm. or, or your activism for their own self gain. Yeah. So remember, there's a time to agitate, but there's a time to negotiate. Mm. Just because you negotiate don't mean you selling out. If you negotiate, that's because you have a goal. Mm. When I was protesting, me and Lewis and all us was protesting about the rose petal downtown, people got mad at me because I stopped. Mm. Bro, me and a, a famous <laughs> a famous politician got into some harsh words yeah, and yeah. some Facebook beef yeah. because they was mad at me yeah. because I stopped. Shout out to the famous politicians. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I tried, tried to get me locked up. Yeah, yeah. But my whole thing is, at the end of the day, I told those brothers, I said, y'all want me to protest forever? Bro, I got kids out here. Yeah. I can't come on the, on, on, I can't go on the market every Saturday protesting. I mean, the videos were getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views. The question is, why you're protesting and they're yeah. watching. They're watching. They're watching. If you get shot out there. Yeah. They they just watched it. They, they watched like, it. They're going to like your picture. Yep. They're going to sh they're gonna share the video. Yep. They're going to say, Shaquem yep. was my best friend in yeah. the whole world. Yeah. And then the next day, Ooh. a new song's going to come out. Ooh. And then they're going to be talking they're about gonna that. They're going to forget. 
They're going to forget. Man. And so, yeah, man. Get out of line again. You got to have an agitator and a negotiator. Mm. And just because you enter into negotiations don't mean you're selling out. Like I told a brother who got mad at me when I stopped. When, when, matter of fact, shout out to Chip Searson, Mm -hmm. you know, Captain Searson from the city. He's the one who was calling me saying, yo, let's sit down. What do y'all want? Yeah. Let, tell me, what do you want? So at that point, I'm protesting, but if they ask me, what do I want? I need to be able to sit down and articulate what I want. Absolutely. Just not, oh man, leave them boy alone. That's not, no. (laughs) No. That ain't nothing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that all man, leave them boy alone. You can't do that. So he said, What do you want? I said, Okay, this is what we do. Let's take the signs down. Mm -hmm. You know, we want the sign because we don't want to refer to them in a negative or pejorative manner. Take the sign down. Mm -hmm. Let's bring it back home. Okay, fine. So he said, We'll change. We'll take down the sign. I said, You know, hold on. Don't take down the signs. Let's reword the sign Uh and encourage people to buy from them. Yeah. He said, you know what? That's an even better deal. We'll go ahead and make the sign. Right. I said, you know what? <clears throat> there should be other areas where these young boys should be able to make money. Yep. Captain said, you know what? We'll make that happen. Mm-hmm. We got the River Dog Stadium, the Citadel Games. Mm-hmm. We'll make that happen. Let 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 let, let us. Let, now, this is the part where I failed at mm-hmm. because I didn't keep following through because I had so much other stuff going. I, I, I just kind of left, and I, I couldn't sustain it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I fell on that end. Because I just kind of left off the well, scenes. But the community also has to pick up. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't protest and damn do all this other stuff. Yeah. So you know, when the city of Charleston came to me, see, a lot of people was like, "Man, why you stop banging on Tecklenburg?" You know, because the city said, "We'll whatever <laughs> you need. Okay, they gonna, you yeah, they gonna look. We gonna negotiate. Yeah. We yeah. gonna talk about this yeah. and we gonna work. So why I'm gonna still go down there?" Blasting on Tecklenburg when they just told us, hey, man, we can come to an agreement. Wow. And let's have a meeting of the mind. That's good. So, like I said, people were mad and upset that I stopped, but they didn't go down. They could have easily got a permit and did the same thing I did the mm-hmm. next week and kept yeah. it going. Yeah. But they didn't want to do that. that. So, you know, like I said, man, activists, when you agitate, make sure you have a plan so when negotiations come, you can negotiate. Tell the people what you want. Articulate it. Put it on paper, whatever. Have it, just have it ready. Yeah. Because you don't want to get, you can't protest forever. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they'll wait you out. There's no 401k in protesting. There's not. No. <laughs> they're not. No. They're not. They <laughs> they're not. They're not. Exactly. They will wait you out. Yeah. You you gonna get tired. Yeah. You gonna have to go to work yeah. one Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so, money at some point. Exactly. So if you're protesting while this hot yeah. and they ready to listen to you, you need to be able to go with an action plan and say this is what we want because you know that you ain't gonna be able to protest every day, every week. Eventually, life gonna move on. So that's just another jewel that I learned, and you know, take it for what it is. My man, my man. Look, man, I. I enjoyed this discussion. Word. I enjoyed this discussion. I, I feel like, I, I really feel like this is video is going to help people to better understand, one, your stance and the way the way you've viewed these things and as well as have a, a deeper appreciation right. for your level of forethought right. in your actions. So I want to encourage you, man. Um, you're definitely one of the people to watch here in the Low Country. Yeah, Definitely yeah. I want people to watch. Yeah, um, and if you didn't get that out of this video, I've watched many of your videos and 
this is probably my favorite video you've ever done. <laughs> and then not because I'm in it. Not because I'm in it, but because of the fact <laughs> that, like, this this was real. This was real. Yeah. Yeah. This was this was right. real no no pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was this was real, man. Right. This was this Definitely was truly real, right. what people needed to be able to yeah. see from you. And I hope that you all at home listening, watching, um, got that out of this. So again, right. I wanna thank you, bro, for coming What's out. Up? You know, anytime you need to come on, the door is open. Um, anytime up? I do a political discussion, um, you're welcome to 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 be the um one of my one of my, you know, people. Right. Like, cause you're 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 one of the people that I definitely respect in this game. And and I love I love the moves that you're making. I love the way the way that you're doing Word. things. That's 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 dope, man. And uh oh, one last question. Okay. Does Trump win uh 2020? It's 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 gonna it's gonna be hard. It's it's gonna be hard, right? Now I think he has he has a chance, but he's gonna ha he's gonna he's gonna have to really Well for one, the Democrats gonna have to find somebody who is a is a, is an yeah. option, right? Because yeah. I mean, to be honest, right now, I mean, it's just, Biden. I don't think Biden can beat him. I, I think he. I think he's a little. He has the best chance, I, he, but he's he he has to make a really strong decision on voice on vice. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he'd have to make a strong decision, and that's that's the part that's that I think. Right. If no other reason, it's gonna be like the 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 devil that you know is right. better than the devil that you don't. Right. It's it's gonna be a toss up, man. <laughs> It's going to be real. It's going to be real crazy. And I think the voter turnout is probably going to be the highest that it's ever been. Mm. That's my prediction. Well, see, that's the thing. If I think if voter turnout is high, then Democrats win. I, I, I think I think I, if Democrats okay. get apathetic, then right. Because because the one thing we can count on, and you know, I know we're supposed to be ending the show, okay. but um, the one thing you can count on is the consistency of the Republican Party when it comes to when when you if you ever sit down with a Republican, most Republicans really 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 know their politics. Right. Like they like say what you say about Fox News, but man, you sit down with an everyday Republican, they can break stuff down in a way that is not very common for Democrats. I'm gonna just be honest with okay. you. So I, I always respect, and they they consistently vote in the same kind of blocks. So what happened in what I noticed happened in 2016 that didn't happen that in 2016 was that the Republican Party voted like it always votes. Mm -hmm. The Democrats weren't as energized, right. so they went down. And when right. the Democrats got apathetic and it went down, Trump wins right. on, on electrical, co on a, right. not electrical, electoral right. college. Right. But even though, you know, in the popular vote, you know, Democrats no, still yeah, won. Yeah. But if you look at the amount of, the amount of voting that happened, so I think to that point, if there's a high voter turnout, if there's a, a over a, a a very large voter turnout, a record voter turnout, uh -huh. then Democrats win. If it's an underwhelming voter turnout, Republicans, Republicans win. Yeah. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a toss up. Does he keep does he keep um does he keep um Pence? Pence? Yeah, yeah he's gonna keep Pence. Another thing, and you know I'm gonna end it like this. Now there has been now there there is a, a large and I know y'all gonna disagree with me, but there's been a large amount of black people that have been getting on the Trump train. Mm. <laughs> like like this guy. True. Are you voting for Trump? And listen, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I know it's not a question you want I, to I, ask. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what I'm going to tell y'all? You know why I tell y'all? I'll tell y'all I will vote for Trump. And this is why I'm going to tell y'all like this. Donald Trump, and, and, and as me being an activist, right? I've gone through Obama and all that, Bush yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Listen. The awareness that our people have actually 
the transformation of awareness that our people have gone under Trump has just been totally like awestruck. I have never seen black people so engaged in political discussion until Trump came on the scene. But I think, but I think that's a residual effect of the Obama thing. Because if you look at, if, and this is something I talked about, like the Obama effect is since President Obama got into office, a lot of people, like if you look at the amount of volunteerism, like that increase in our mm -hmm. country, you talk about African Americans getting involved in politics mm -hmm. and things of that nature, there was a massive increase after Obama. I think Obama made a lot of people feel like they could do it. So more black people started talking, you start talking about like being woke mm -hmm. and all those things. That, that was all like a, a late Obama era kind of thing. And now we are in the Trump era and those people are now looking at Trump like, ah! So, and even in those things, like, but like you said, like a lot of those discussions aren't actually policy-based. It's a lot of feelings. So maybe we as African-Americans need to be more aware of the policies. That too, yeah. So I think Trump has been the only one right now that actually has spoken to black people. Mm. Like, like literally. And, and he's got reparations. No, no. I, I mean, I'm just saying, no, no. He ain't got about reparations. reparations. I mean, no. as far as like saying, okay, black people. You don't have nothing to lose. The Democratic Party has done oh, nothing. Oh, like, yeah. he, oh, he'll put that out there. Like, he like he has really, like, just, yeah, like, yeah. spoken straight to black America. Yeah, okay. Like, and it's almost like, woo. Like, I mean, people don't, people still, I mean, and it pushes so many, but listen, yeah. I could put up a, I could go put up a post right now that says, you know, hey, man, you know, volunteers needed, come down, we're going to, you know, talk about uh, conflict resolution in North Charleston High School. I might get, you know... A couple, you know, 60 likes, maybe a yeah. couple shares. Bro, I put up a post talking about MAGA and all kind of... Oh, my God. I'm going to have 900... I'm going to have to literally take down the post and turn off my notification. Notifications. Because yeah. I got people just all over. So I'm like, that energy, just by talking about Trump, you got black people who just... Yeah. I mean, they yeah. just... I mean, they, they won't get off my post. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, I was really, like, messing with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. but you just, like, really just started, like, going on and on and on. Yeah. So... It's that type of energy that I feel, I hate to say it, but we need it. It's time, it's time for that wake up. Yeah. And, and I think and I think Trump be pushing people buttons. Oh, that's what I've always said in the beginning, though. Yeah. He's an opportunist. Yeah. He knows he, the buttons he to push. Yeah, he's gonna push your buttons. He absolutely man. does. Absolutely. Yeah. He knows how to push your buttons. So I think, hey, in all honesty, I like when, when people buttons get pushed because as, as an activist, and I'm gonna leave it, I know I done said this a thousand times, but I'm gonna leave it like this. As an activist, you need somebody to push buttons in order for you to really, you know, be effective. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're going you're gonna to need that antagonist yeah, because yeah. people are so sleep. If you don't have that antagonist, listen, I don't care what nobody say. All these people talk about Muhyiddin. Dean. Muhyiddin, Dean, before he died, the reason why he left is because he was upset and frustrated at the lack of support that he and we were getting as wow. activists. Mm -hmm. He was upset. Listen, I got text messages and inbox messages from Moya, and we had arguments about it. Muhyiddin was frustrated at the... Bro, I remember one of our last... One of our last uh, 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 direct actions, we was going... Some kids at North Charleston High School got into a fight on the school bus, uh -huh. and it was recorded... And the police kind of, you know, roughed the little kids yeah. up. But the little kids was cursing at the police. Yeah. So it was kind of real murky. Uh -huh. But he said, you know what? We're going to call a, 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 a meeting and we're going to go down to the school board meeting. And then we're going to go down to City Hall and address this issue. Mm -hmm. 
put a Facebook event page up. Bro, probably three people showed up. Me, him, and two other people, yeah. and Mary, and somebody else. Yeah, yeah. At that point, the frustration had set in so much that even he was like, man, you know what? I ain't got time for this. Yeah. Like, and we and one of our last conversations was about the lack of engagement of the people. But if you tell it right now, everybody loved Muhi Everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. and yeah, he's a lovable person. Yeah, he was. But everybody now is like, you know, oh Muhi Adin this and what Moya this and Moya that. But when Muhi Adin was alive. Bro, we was out here protesting. And ain't nobody show up. Yeah, the man got the man. Yeah. The man was frustrated. He was upset. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of sit back and I say, you know what? I'm not gonna let nobody take advantage of me and my activism mm-hmm. because for their own little, you know, entertainment on Facebook and they likes and they share. Yeah, bro, I'm coming with a solution. I might protest. I'm coming with a solution, and we come to understanding. Protest over. Mm. There it is. That's it. There it is. <laughs> you heard it right here, man. Yes, One more dap. My guy. My guy, my guy, Shakim Amin Ake. How can they find you on social media, bro? Shakim Amin Ake. Or? Shakim Ake. Yeah, because All he has two accounts. I got, three. Getting... I got I got my real name, Jonathan Thrower. <laughs> then I got Shakim Ake. Then I got Shakim Amin Ake. So. You on Instagram? No, I ain't on Instagram. Yeah. I, I am, but I ain't used it in about since 2011 oh, or something word. crazy yeah. like that. Okay, cool. Now, even my Twitter account is real old. I, I don't even go on Twitter. Word. So, if you want to find him, holler at him. If you have more questions, I think we covered everything I can think to cover tonight. Uh, I've enjoyed this discussion. Uh, again, seek information, not affirmation. You know, sometimes getting new information definitely can help you understand a situation better um, to make you a better person and to make you move through life in better ways and be more appreciative of the moves that we made for you. I am Rajon Lewis. Thank you guys so much for watching Real Talk with Rajon. Y'all know we do this every single week. Next week, I actually have Zandrina Dunning, who's putting on a play um, in North Charleston, and I'm actually interviewing her and her entire cast and crew.